Okay, welcome back to Talking Maiden, podcast of the beast. The podcast of the beast. How you doing, Nesbitt? I'm doing good. How you doing? I'm doing really well. Podcast is going great, eh? We're getting a, a lot of downloads. We're getting some good feedback from people. I guess there's a need for a Maiden podcast, so hopefully we can we can scratch that itch for some people. Uh, so we wanted to tee up some news, talk a little Maiden. We've got a, an interesting beer to have today. Let's have the beer first. Let's have the beer first. I think so. I think I'm thirsty as well. So, uh, what's re- the beer? It's Western Newfoundland Brewing, Brewing Company. Company. Yeah. And it says it's got trout, but it's got stout. It's got the R crossed out and the S drawn on. Because Trout River is out in Western Newfoundland, which is actually where the my Taylor family's from. This is a stout. I thought it was yeah. a quarter. Okay. Midnight Stout, 5.5 Alks. Brewed in Pasadena. It's a giant can, 9, 946. Let's give it a it's, go. It's uh, exactly two points. Tee up the tunes. Yeah. Do not spend your time worrying about those wasted beers. Oh, nice. It's a massive can. Well, at least we don't have to worry about anyone getting uh, shortchanged. <laughs> mm, so, yeah, they're nice. a pretty new brewery. Yeah. And we, we've got quite a brewery explosion happening here in Newfoundland. Um, although not a lot of the brewery, not a lot of the beer uh, gets outside the province, so it's kind of our little secret because we have these arcane brewing laws. Um, oh, that's tasty. Yeah, it's fantastic looking. A nice head on it. Don't hog it all now. Oh, that's fantastic. So, um, yeah, we're getting good traction on our downloads. Yeah. Uh, the website's doing really well. Everything's, from a technical perspective, we're not having any issues. And we have an interesting one coming up. We talked about them previously, but uh, Maiden Canada, an, an Iron Maiden tribute band based in Manitoba. So we're really excited to talk to them. They've actually, we've had a few emails back and forth now. And they've given us some great uh, concepts and great ideas yeah. for, um, for some future episodes, notably some live album stuff. Um, and you know, I think we now we've got to try and track down a Manitoba beer, so right. that we make them feel welcome when they're on the podcast. <laughs> Good luck with that. We might have to get them to uh, send some out. FedEx, <laughs> yeah, maybe <laughs> old-fashioned Mountie postman on a horse or something. Mm. I have a few pieces that I want to talk about. Um, nothing too major. First one was um, a guy that I saw on. Um, he was tagged on Reddit. I just wanted to kind of throw it out there because the traction that he got was very interesting. It's a YouTube channel called UUU, and literally like Y-O-U, repeated three times with an exclamation point. And he does reactions to music videos. He kind of leans back in his car. He's kind of like a cool dude, and he's got glasses on and uh, sunglasses. So he's like doing the cool thing, lean back in the car. Yeah. And he plays tunes. Yeah, and you records. showed me one of those, yeah. Yeah, and, and I saw it from Reddit. A guy posted on Reddit, and I thought it was a neat concept. And then I, 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 you know, I haven't watched a lot of them, to be honest, like watching a guy listen to a music. Yeah, I don't time. understand the appeal of watching someone react to it. He's like listening to a Maiden album for the first time. He's not really doing Actually, he a kinda... song. He listens to a single. Yeah. Oh, is it? And he's just like nodding his head to it in his car. Yeah. And, well, the one you showed me, it was more than one song. It was the whole album. It was the he, Dance to Death album. Well, he leaves them. cut down. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But uh, I don't really care what, I don't know. But, and also then at the end, it's like, it's a 10 minute video. Yeah. It's nine minutes of clips of him like nodding his head to the music, yeah, and pointing at the camera, and then at the end there's like a one minute thing where he talks about the album for sort of, and I'm like I don't really care what you have to think about an album that you've heard once. That's true. And <laughs> Listen to it a few times and then tell me what you think of it. Yeah, unless maybe you're an expert or something. I guess you he he is you know opening maiden because he has like twelve thousand followers on YouTube, which is you know pretty significant because YouTube followers are pretty loyal. Okay, right. So if you have, um, they tend to watch a lot. Like I follow a few people on YouTube, 
But what amazed me about it is I went through his stuff because, you know, not really as a fan, but more just kind of like, why is he talking about Maiden? What's going on there? And um, what surprised me was his view counts for the Maiden videos were so high. So okay. there was a lot of people, I think Maiden fans, just trying to see what other people right. reacted. Right. But he went through like Matter, Life and Death, Book of Souls, Dance of Death. Like this guy is obviously not guided into, hey, you know, start with some of the core hits and, and the early year stuff. Yeah. That that would probably be better car listening maybe or yeah. at least a, a first listen. I don't think I saw any one of the the tracks that we picked in our top 10 for noobs. Remember that top oh, yeah, 10 for yeah. new people? I didn't see any of those in there. There's, I saw there's another two guys that do yeah. these like reaction videos and I saw them doing a couple of Maiden songs. Uh, I can't remember what their names are now. But they were they're better than this guy because they would he would they'd like pause it and they'd talk about it. This guy didn't seem like he did much. He just like kind of sat there. I don't yeah. Know. I only watched the one video, but I yeah, get the appeal. <laughs> I've only been through a few. I, I was more interested to see what ones he was doing. You find these little pockets of Maiden that are unsuspecting. And, you know, like in the podcast space, there's not a lot happening there. And hopefully we're, we're adding some value there. You go into Reddit, it's super active. Facebook, not a lot's happening. But then you get this Iron Maiden fan club. And, and shout out to them because they linked us and we had some great feedback oh, yeah. from people yeah. on there. So they're awesome. I follow them and have been for a while. And there's this, they have this really large and active fan base, which are awesome. So there's that. Then there's the Iron Maiden Twitter. But there's no really, there's not a lot of secondary people that are not official Iron Maiden that are doing a lot in Twitter. Right. If or you want to find like people that are like Maiden fans that yeah. put us to shame... Like the Maiden fan, fan forum, club forum, yeah, and fan club forum, yeah. yeah. It's just like uh, those guys, yeah. I can't get over some of the posts in there. Are just yeah, the detailed stuff that they know. It's crazy. This beer is awesome, isn't it? Yeah, it's really good. It's a really good stout. I gotta say, this is. I'm I'm blown away. This is Newfoundland stout. I had an ale by them last night. It's really good too. Wow, that's awesome. Another piece of news, um, I'm an Amazon Prime member. I didn't even know this really. Like I ordered a lot with Amazon and then I was looking and I realized I got Prime. I must have clicked it and bought Prime, you know, for 60 or 80 bucks. Yeah, they have like a trial thing Yeah, 30 days. I think it like bills you if you don't cancel it. Okay. So it's a monthly thing because I don't, I order everything from Amazon. As a matter of fact, now I find I go to stores and I just get frustrated. Like I was at a store today and I was trying to pick out. Like, I was, I was trying to pick up, like, wall hooks, like, 3M. Yeah, like, I can't read reviews on this. That was it? But yeah. the other thing was, it was, like, one was, like, 3M, these won't damage your walls, and it was a three-pack, and another one was a hookless stickier thing. And I was like, I don't know what works. And then I went on Amazon, and there was those two things, plus 100 more, and all of them had, like, a 1,000 reviews. Right. And then I, I just ordered exactly what I wanted, and it was <laughs> actually, like, marginally cheaper. No, it wasn't that much cheaper. But um, I have uh, Prime and Amazon, so... Two things happened. I got this, uh, I, I, you know, as I was searching the web for Iron Maiden stuff, I came across that they've released two documentaries on uh, Amazon Prime Video. Right, which I've never, I had Prime for 30 days, but yeah. I canceled it. I never even once looked at the video or the audio or anything. Well, that's a funny thing because they put out this documentary and I'm a Prime member and I go, how do I watch this? So I download the Prime app, I go to the website, I get it set up, and now, so I go in to watch the two of them and I'll talk about them in a second. And, uh, you know, now I'm a prime video person, even though, you know, like I have Netflix and, yeah. and Apple TV and I have, I have my bell for hockey. Now I've got this there and I've only got it because of, you know, these Iron Maiden documentaries. So the two of them, I don't know if you've seen them, uh, Iron Maiden's World's Greatest Album. 
Um, Which album are they talking about? Uh, it says with the release of their first album in 81, okay. Iron Maiden set themselves at the forefront of the new wave of British heavy metal, learned the story of making of a classic album with Frank interview from Paul Diano, Dennis Stratton, and Tony Moore. This program has uh, not been endorsed by and is not an official release of Iron Maiden, their management, or associated company. Yeah, that it's good. Paul Diano's good in it. I, I, a lot of I, those things, too, like yeah. the whole thing might not be good, but there could be like some little good parts in there, and you can get some good stuff out of it. Yeah, and there are little nuggets in there. Yeah. I watched it once. I didn't make any quick notes. I had it on yeah. while I was programming, and, and you know, I think maybe we could do a review on some of the documentaries in the future, so there's an opportunity there. Um, the other one was Iron Maiden, uh, Men Behind the Mask, um, made members... Um, Paul Diano and Dennis Stratton, so they're in it again. Give the inside scoop on the carnage uh, wreck behind the scenes. And one-time keyboardist for the boys, and now leading club promoter Tony Moore talks about his time in the band and the bigger scene surrounding it. A combination of archive interviews and performance footage completes this picture. Now, the video is not great on that, but there's a lot of yeah. original stuff in it. But again, it's it's like a secondary production. Does any of that have a, like any Iron Maiden music in it? Uh, it does. Okay. Uh, the, the, the second one, The Men Behind the Mask, does. Because Paul Diano yeah. owns... I think rights to because I know when he performs live he still does a lot of Maiden stuff yeah I don't know From, what or, the copyright is for yeah. doing a documentary and yeah, it's, it's a little different right and I'm, I mean they're not, in there they show like club scenes and stuff right. and they talk about the kind of behind that one was the better of the two um, I'm always worried about that with the podcast where I play clips but I would yeah. try to keep them to like 15 or 20 seconds and it's usually clips about specifically something that we're talking about yeah so and you know what? I mean, if their record company got after yeah. us, I mean, it would be that, you know, shooting themselves in the foot. I mean, there's no Maiden podcast. If you're going to sue everyone who starts oh, yeah. a Maiden and podcast. And all you're going to do, like, playing 30 seconds of a Maiden song is make people want to hear the whole song. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So. Yeah, no one's going to be, like, listening to a Maiden podcast here 30 seconds, but I can't listen to this band yeah. anymore. <laughs> yeah. This band is ruined for me. I was ruined. by the album, but now I don't have to. Yeah. I heard the, ruined. I heard the guitar solo. Yeah. So anyway... Um, that's neat. There's also some really good Nirvana and uh, Led Zeppelin ones on there. Anyway, like so, Amazon oh, Prime. I had once... no idea all that stuff was on there. No, I didn't either until like, I, was I saw this. Vaguely aware that they had a video thing, yeah. but I just assumed it was like seasons of TV shows and stuff. It's their version of Netflix. Man, Amazon is taking over the world with groceries and and uh, you know now and of course obviously e-commerce they conquer. But Alexa, I mean, we're in a house right now. Alexa's over there in the corner. Um, ready to uh, jump into this podcast right now. I've got her down in my kitchen. And, you know, I'm starting to realize... <laughs> Stop, Alexa. Oh, nice. Turn that off. Oh, that's cool. Alexa, stop. Alexa, stop. There you go. Interrupted by <laughs> I Alexa. Think, I don't think you can even say her name or that, its name. No, you can't. We need an, a synonym. But that, that's awesome. We just teed up our own podcast. See, me and Josh are different on this because I, like, I hate all these like control your house with your voice things. Yes, and I've come around to the point that nothing that I do is really... No one wants to see a sex tape of me. <laughs> I know. I just don't like... I don't know. It seems like more trouble than worth. I can like hit play on my whatever. Oh, yeah? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I can control the lighting in this room. There's some pretty cool stuff with okay. it. I, I get it. Like the idea, like the smart fridge, you know, someone's going to deliver you milk. Yeah. That kind of stuff's dumb. But you, you know, as well as I do, I mean, you can enter and exit my house when I'm away. I can, I yeah. can watch my house when I'm gone. Uh, there's some things like that that I really do appreciate. But I agree with you. Like, it's a slow creep, isn't it? And ultimately, uh, in the long run. So I want to see, I mm. want to see your, these two video, uh, documentaries. Yeah. On your Amazon. Yeah. So Cause we, I like Paul Diano. I got his book, uh, The Beast. Yeah. Uh, it's his biography. I haven't read it yet. 
so or his autobiography so yeah he is interesting to read we've talked about him a bit i mean maybe we should um do a review of these uh and and maybe any other documentaries and and put a list up on our site uh for people that haven't seen them but um you know he we don't have the same debate with him but blaze because he's so important to to maiden's history and i think you know every time i see him talk now it's almost like he's got a tinge of regret but also he's kind of just proud to be a part of it yeah because he realizes it wouldn't have got to where it is with him in charge yeah Yeah. i think i agree Excellent. So those are my key uh, takeaways on, on, on the Maiden news. Uh, one thing I did want to mention, though, um, to people, I probably should have put it at the beginning, was if you do listen to our stuff, be sure to review us on iTunes. Uh, yeah. Because we the reviews do help and uh, push us up the ramps. But anything else? Um, any other Maiden news? I can't remember exactly how I got onto this. Mm. Someone, one of our friends emailed us. Oh, Banger. Yeah. Emailed us about these two bands. As lions and I guess you pronounce it shapes. Okay. H V P E S. And it's like uh Yeah. It was two bands that have Griffin Dickinson and Austin Dickinson. S- Bruce S- Dickinson's sons. And they yeah. each have bands and so I listened to those a bit. Anyway, then I I made a list of all these bands that are like related to Iron Maiden. Yeah. And I sent a few clips to you earlier today mm-hmm. to listen to. You I did. figured we could just like talk about them for like I don't know, just go through them. Yeah, I went through them. That's kind of uh, interesting. It's funny, when you sent them to me, I was under the impression that you were like, because we had argued, who makes metal nowadays? Who's 20 making metal? Right. And you sent these to me, and I was like, who are these people? I don't know <laughs> if you put it in the email, my typical thing, I like skim an email so fast. <laughs> but uh, I did. I had no knowledge that any of them were related, except for uh, Raven Age opened. Because right. we saw them yeah, open, yeah. That's right. And then um, Lauren Harris. Right. Who, uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about her in a moment. Uh, God bless her cotton socks. <laughs> yeah, sweetheart. Yeah, because she also opened for Maiden on the Matter of Life and Death tour for a few shows. So, but yeah, I sent this uh, list around. So yep. Lauren Harris, she's Steve Harris's daughter, and yeah, she has that. I made a bunch of clips of these two, but I kept them to like ten seconds because I didn't want to get bogged down. People probably don't want to hear like, yeah, all these other bands. Or they can go listen to them on whatever they listen to music on. But, uh, yeah, so Lauren Harris. So she had a bunch of solo. I don't know if she had an album or songs. And then she had this band called Six Hour Sundown. And now she has a band called Kingdom of Eye, which I haven't actually heard anything by. So here's uh, Lauren Harris, her solo stuff. It's just like, uh, I don't know. It sounds like it's not my thing. Do you know what I thought? <laughs> but they get, she yeah. gets progressively heavier as she goes through. Like, Six Hour Sundown is her next one and sounds like this. That's a bit heavier. And I think, like, <clears throat> she's getting a bit more medley as she goes on. But hmm. it's not really my thing so i don't know how to actually so you know when she opened up for matter life and death what was she playing was she with that jekyll and hyde uh six hour sundown um or or, sorry six hour sundown yeah the guys who sung jekyll and hyde yeah 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 she was in 2006 was pre six hour sundown and this kingdom of Ireland. you know what so i when i read that uh, my first thing was like this is a metal like i i would label that angry country (laughs) <laughs> yeah, angry country uh, but I think I fell in love with Lauren Harris I think she's amazing yeah and uh, it's not metal but uh, she's smoking hot 
sorry steve but yes yeah. i always see her though like like in the sidebar when you're watching stuff on youtube yeah they'll have these like the top 10 hottest women in metal and you click on it and it's like Lauren she's Harris. always in there uh yeah. well i'm sure steve's the, the mother is somewhat attractive yeah you would so, imagine yeah well steve harris has six kids so I wonder really the guy in raven age too but yeah that's right. There's lots of potential for bands there. <laughs> yeah, we saw him last in that first run of the, yeah. the Book of Souls tour. So, anyway. I know, it's not really my thing. And, like, obviously, when she opened for Maiden, it's because of the Steve Harris connection. Yeah. Um, I think she probably gets a bit more attention because of the Steve Harris connection. Yeah. But, uh, I don't know. It's hard for me to tell because that's not really the type of music I listen to, but... Well, that's right. But that six-hour Sundown Jekyll and Hyde video, I, yeah. like, what an amazing debut. I mean, I suppose it was a, you know, it's not her debut, but, I mean, it's a band. Yeah. I thought it was awesome. Um, some great guitar moments in there. I, I, I gave it, like, you know, I went through it, and I was like, man, that's a 10 out of 10 for a debut for me. I actually would love to hear that again. I'd love to hear some other stuff. Well, I'm sure it's on uh, whatever you stream, Spotify. Yeah, Spotify, Jekyll and Hyde. Um, the Raven Age, you sent through Promised Land. I'm not sure if we saw that. Well, when we were doing the Book of Souls tour, we weren't in watching Raven Age. We were getting we were getting. We saw up. two or three Raven Age songs. Remember? Yeah, towards the end. Yeah, we saw the very end yeah. of their, uh, the last three. Yeah. Probably the last no, no, two. no. We saw a few, got our seats, put our stuff down, stayed for a bit. Then we left. All right, and came our, back and saw the last Got our craft beers in and, right. and emptied the bladder and waited right. for Dr. Doctor. Yeah. Yeah. No, that was the first The first shows yeah. we saw. I'm pretty sure we just went to our seats and watched them. You're thinking of when Ghost was opening. We only saw, You're like... You're thinking of Quebec, yeah. Ghost yeah, we saw the last... Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. No, they Ghost, were right. I don't know. We were so, like, I didn't have my ears turned on. I really wasn't paying attention. I wasn't but they had a cool, like, stage presence. Like, I remember yeah. we went down to see our seats, and we sat down, and we sat down for, like, a minute, yeah. and, like, watched them for, like, a minute, and then we went to go get beers, and by the time we came back, they were done. Yeah. But they had a cool, like, presence, like... They're kind of really engaging. You know what I mean? Did, Their whole You remember thing. when we went in first, like right at the beginning, they were checking everybody's tickets and there was all the security and big lineups. And then right before the show, everybody was outside having a cigarette and a herbal cigarette and whatever. <laughs> yeah. And then like sees the people coming in and Maiden was coming on. They were just waving people through. Yeah. You remember? Yeah, so, like, remember. Everybody could have went out and got in. the guns and bombs after. <laughs> yeah. It was just like uh, one of those moments where they were just all overwhelmed, but there was just yeah. a sea of Maiden people and Maiden's just about to come on. They're like, just let it go. Let it happen. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, you, you threw in a few other ones too. You threw right. out. Um, so, well, I can yeah. get to uh, Raven Age. Yeah. So, that's George Harris. That's Steve Harris's oldest son. And he's the guitar player for Raven Age. I'll play a clip of Raven Age and then we'll talk about them. Something about it doesn't do it for me. Yeah, I don't like it. Yeah, it's like, I don't like the drums. I don't like those, like, I'm not sure if these are the right terms. I'm using the terms correctly, but it's, yeah. I think it's like metalcore, like that. But I want to tee this up, because we we're, we're going to do uh, some some background on the Maiden drumming. That's coming up. Yeah. But when I listened to Raven Edge, the first thing that hit me was that double pedal was just like, it was just like they yeah, were just like running. Yeah, beats, I think. But it's just like, da 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 And they're just running it. But like, yeah. and that, I'm sure that that's sustained and, and, and difficult. And, you know, there's some little off-beating there that's really cool. Yeah. I'm sure that's awesome. It doesn't do it for But me for me, though. it was just such overkill that it just it drowned is. the drums that's right out. And as a matter of fact, one of my comments was like, is this digital drumming? Like, is there something going on here? Because it's throwing me right off. And not only that, it's with the, so much yeah. bass in the drums, it's taken away from all the other subtleties so in the it's drum. Just, I find that those yeah. albums are like, or those bands yeah it's the way they're mixed it's so like uh you can't really pick out any instrument it's like yeah. a wall of noise it's all like i think it's all just like mixed 
together and then like yeah it's just like collapsed almost yeah yeah it's my, like a wall of, and it's like i don't know it's super compressed yeah. sounding like you know what i mean like there's no highs and lows it's just like all loud and yeah. you can't pick out everything drowns everything else out even the vocals yeah. and it all just sits into this one like sound i don't like it yeah it's just kind of like kind of comes yeah. together and so like yeah i mean it just made me when i heard that today i was like okay there's our argument against the double bass pedal yeah. like but the double bass pedal can be good it in can be bands it's just yeah i don't know the only way i could see a double bass pedal being good is like for really rapid transitions and things like if you're going to sustain just a double bass and you're just drowning out the drum kit yeah and like you know that's not necessarily the goal i, mean, I don't even mind like if you throw some yeah. some of that in for like an intense part yeah. you know what i mean to like but when it's all the way through, it's just kind of like this Well, that, that's all that is. It's just running. I didn't even hear him hit a cymbal the whole time. But to time. me, it sounds like... Yeah. Well, he's probably hitting cymbals, but you can't hear you it in the mix because it. it's... I don't know. Yeah. So, so anyway, I was I was not a fan. I just found that really hard to listen to. <laughs> oh, it was no good. It was no good. And then the other band, Griffin Dickinson, is Bruce's other song, and he, son. And he sings in this band, which I'm pronouncing this... it Shapes, but it's S-H-V-P-E-S. Oh, God. So it's Shapes or Shivpses. Shivpses. <laughs> what a stupid name. Play another clip. This is short, trust me. <sighs> I don't know, man. The vocals, I don't like the vocals. It's yeah. those whiny, yeah. emo, whiny yeah. vocal. I don't know. It's like that poppy, like, yeah, you know, I'm sounds... in university, but I'm angry, but I'm really not that angry. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, like... It sounds like all those, like, remember those pop punk yeah. bands that wrote, like, 10 or 15 years ago? I know, ago I want to sing, like, 10 like, of Fall them, Out Boy. So or yes, My that Chemical, kind of thing. That's my exactly Chemical like... Romance, that kind of yeah. stuff. So when I hear that tone, to the, that way of singing, mm-hmm. it immediately turns me off. And yeah. I, I don't know. But there's moments in there where his vocals kind of reminded me, like, the way he sung was, like, Rage Against the Machine. There was, yeah. there was some decent, not not in a good yeah. way. <laughs> like in yeah, a, I know. Like Rage is really like Rage's whole band, the way that they just wind up. Yeah, like, that's just like a pop song. But like, I don't know, and it yeah. all sounds too like the production. It sounds so like polished and shiny sounding. Yeah, I don't really get any emotion from it because it doesn't seem. I don't know. I listen to a lot of like seventies classic rock, so I listen to like Blue Cheer or Budgie or that first Iron Maiden album. Yeah, and that's what I like that sound right where you can hear the instrument. That sounds like this doesn't sound like a band playing. None of these bands to me, and a lot of the new metal to me, it doesn't sound like a band playing, recording. It sounds like something that was placed together with a computer yeah. and crushed together and compressed and super loud. In the st- it just sounds... It, everything's too perfect. Yeah. There's no feel to anything to me. It's so... I don't know. Yeah. I agree I, with that. Just, I, New metal, know. it's difficult, but yeah. one thing did stand out to me, and it's because also you sent me YouTube links, right? Yeah. Um, one thing that stood out to me, I found out what Maiden does miss, although I'd, I wouldn't want it in there, but it's like a super hot metal chick. <laughs> you know what I mean? They, <laughs> well, they Eddie. Well, Eddie, ooh, they hot female hot, Eddie. Let's not go there. They should there. bring a hot female Eddie in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then we could draw a picture for uh, killing me, and that would be basically the story of my life. <laughs> right there. Um, the uh, one of the I, I threw you back and, and we got to talk about As Lions or As Lions, right? So, but anyway, yeah. As Lions is another one of those bands. It's like uh, <laughs> As Lions. So this guy Austin Dickinson, who's another one of Bruce's son, he's the singer, yeah. and he had a, ga- a band called Rise to Remain, and then yeah. that, now he has a band called As Lions, and that's. Let me play you another clip. It's short, so I won't subject you to too much As Lions. <laughs> Of every pain, 
So yeah, that's poppy. Yeah, it's that same vocals. It has that same yeah, it's that distinguishable sound. It's not his voice. It's it's the way he's singing. It sounds whiny to me, and I feel like metal should be powerful and confident sounding, and this sounds like meek. And kind of annoying, and I don't know. That's like, like Wayne, said, Wayne Gretzky's son teaching Pee Wee in some <laughs> horrible little backwater. But none of these songs sound very memorable to me. It's yeah. like it's the first time I'm listening to the song, and before the song's over, I'm already sick of it because yeah. I feel like I've heard it a thousand times. Your dad's Bruce Dickinson. You've had every opportunity for vocal training, and you honestly right. couldn't, and I mean the guys you are... couldn't keep up with Blink One Eighty Two. <laughs> but I feel like they're maybe they're really good. They're probably t- really talented singers. It's the songwriting and the production. I think. Like, if you took them out and put them in with a bunch of, like, guys playing, like, I don't know. Like, I like old 70s stuff, like, that. I guess it's metal. Like, do you ever hear, you know, Budgie? Yeah. Or, like, Sir Lord Baltimore? That kind of stuff. It's just, yeah. like, oh, I should play you some Sir Lord Baltimore sometime. Yeah. I'll play you a clip right now, because I have... I was listening to it, to it today. Better be better than this stuff. <laughs> the, the As Lions. Okay, I'm editing all this part out while I search for the song. <laughs> Okay, so I have, uh, I found it. Here's Sir Lord Baltimore. I'm just going to play a little clip of it, just so you can see it. But this sounds like a band playing. Yeah. And I can hear all the instruments, and it has a, some emotion to it, and it's kind of raw. It doesn't sound like this perfectly, like, and this, I don't know. I get this on vinyl at home, and it sounds amazing. Sir Lord Baltimore yeah. album Kingdom Come and that to me is like you can hear all the guitars you can hear the drums perfectly the singing is great yeah. it's raw it, it's raw I like yeah. the rawness to it and the, that's so your, your takeaway these albums yeah. that we were listening to before have yeah. zero rawness to them none They're too and polished. I miss that yeah yeah. but yeah. that's the digital world right there's no static but no Maiden project. I don't get that from the newer Maiden albums the newer Maiden yeah. albums are I don't know they, they still have that feel to I them. I think like, there's too much of this all going into like a program that's just making it out. Yeah, it's almost like they have a template. Like, almost like they're fin- looking at a final wave cut or something, and they're just meshing it all. But basically, your takeaway from that, old man Nesbitt, is... Uh, Things are better in the they, 70s. They don't make music like they used to. Yeah. Well, Maiden still does, though. Maiden that's still why I does. like them. Yeah. That's right, and they're, they're few and far between that, that people that still make it. But there's a lot of metal bands, because I'm always like, oh man, I should get into some new metal bands, but like, I just can't find any. Like Everyone talks about Lamb of God. And I don't like screamy vocals, Kill Switch, Engage, and yeah. all those kind of bands, like Avenged Sevenfold, which I heard a couple of songs by them, which, I don't know, I never... I honestly could name the new bands that I know from the last five years yeah. on my hand. Like, people were... Like, Drake, I know Drake is a singer, and he does yeah. raps and stuff. He's on Degrassi Junior High. Yeah, but I know it because, like, he's involved with the Raptors and the Leafs podcast. I okay. literally don't know a single rapper. Right. And then when they do the halftime show, there's people talking about it on the Super Bowl, you know, this happened, that happened, and it's throwback to that. Yeah. I knew Prince. I know Justin Timberlake. Yeah. I know no one else at all there. So okay, so bands, yeah, newish, no way to get any newish metal bands that I've gotten yeah. into. Mastodon. That's right. I like Mastodon. I like Baroness. Yeah. Graveyard, which Graveyard, yeah, they're the they're Swedish great. ones. Is that right? Yeah. 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 Uncle they're, Acid they're and the good. Deadbeats, Red Fang, and the Sword. You ever oh listen to God. the Sword? No. What do you think? Okay. I've never even heard. So of all this. these bands, I'm like, these are some new metal bands. Where do you but find them? 
But then I'm thinking, and I'm like, Mastodon's probably 15 years old. Yeah. Uncle Acid and the Deadbeats is probably 10 years old, so it's not yeah. really that new. But to me, it's new because I listen, everything else I listen to is from like the 70s. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> new compared to Black Sabbath. <laughs> well, well, there are Spotify playlists for like new metal stuff. Yeah. And every single time I open it up, and then there's like I know, I try to. And I open it up, and I'm like, I can listen to that. And I'm like, actually, I'll just listen to Maiden. Yeah, I know. <laughs> every single time. Yeah. Well, I and go back I to up, all the 70s stuff, yeah. right? Like, I'll listen to the like a budgie album instead yeah it also depends what you're doing if you're at the gym or you're working out or you're working or whatever you're um you know generally you want like a known quantity so that you can focus and and you know accentuate it like when i'm listening to a maiden album and i'm working then all of a sudden it gets a great power i'm like i pause for a second i just lean into it <laughs> but then if i'm like really want to listen to an album then i just come home and listen to maiden on vinyl and then i pick one of the more obscure ones yeah. or I flick through until i get one that bites and then i pull it out and that's I don't really want to learn new stuff. Like, I'm like Grandpa Simpson, you know? It's like, so I was like, oh, this, this band's good. I'm like, yeah, well, you know, I got 16 studio albums and live albums and I've got more listening to do. And, yeah. You know, I mean, even even now, like, like we reviewed uh, Dance of Death. That's in my repertoire now. Like, I've never really regularly listened to it. Now I have since. Yeah. We did it. Yeah. Well, you know, because now I have a newfound respect for it. Yeah. It's like a new album. But I find it really hard to get into any new metal bands. I don't know what yeah. it is. And if anyone knows any new metal bands that yeah. I like, because... I was, tell us so we, we can when trash I, them. When I got, <laughs> that's how I got into Graveyard. Is yeah. I was like, Graveyard are good. You I was complaining that, that yeah. I couldn't find. I had a couple of Graveyard. That uh, I was with you when you bought the first final. No, was it wasn't because I ordered that one from. You ordered Sweden that. I'm sure I couldn't find it here. But then, like a few months later, I found it here. No, no, no. That's right. No, I remember when I was in Stockholm and I went and I saw the vinyl in the store and I sent you a tweet uh, oh, or right. a, a SMS of it. That's right. right. Yeah, because I was because they had a huge Graveyard display there. Okay. Yeah. But anyway, that's how I got into Graveyard, yeah. was I was complaining because I couldn't find any bands. Someone recommended yeah. it to me. I listened to it and it turned to be good. So. Now, that was five years ago. You've been into Graveyard now for no. a little while. Like, it was longer know. than five years ago. It was like yeah. ten years ago. Okay. So there's your new... Before I was married, new... and I've been married ten years. <laughs> yeah, there's your new there's your new metal band. So that's my new metal <laughs> band I'm into. I got into I'm ten into years this, ago. <laughs> I'm into this new metal band ten years ago. Back yeah. in 19 dickety do. Yeah, and yeah. Mastodon. But now Mastodon's album that came out Mastodon's last year. Mastodon's a long time ago. <laughs> Go ahead, yeah. That came out Anyway, that was great. Yeah. So. But yeah, I don't know. I find it hard. Oh, oh there's one more band that we didn't more. get into. Catherine Wheel. Catherine Wheel. So they're from the 90s. And I yeah. kind of remember them being around in the 90s. And that's Bruce yeah. Dickinson's cousin. i got a take on them. Okay, so that sounds to me... Well, here, I get a clip on, on them, too. So. <laughs> What? Do you want to know? Yeah. Stone Roses knockoff band. Yeah, well, they're kind of got that Brit pop thing. Totally. It reminds me of Swerve Driver. Do you ever hear them? No. It's that kind of, I don't know. But yeah, they're totally, well, they're that. They're, they're yeah. totally in that space. Yeah. When I, Which when is, I, I, yeah. But I kind of, I like it. Cause, like, out of all these bands, yeah. if I had to go see one of these bands that we listen to, yeah. well, I'd probably go see Lauren Harris. But if I had to just listen without any visuals, that's right. I would go to, or, it's Catherine Wheel I'd probably listen to, but it's not really a metal and it doesn't really fit into the meeting podcast but we bruce dickens's cousin is the singer so that's the only reason i brought him up oh cool but uh stone roses though i have a special place in my heart for when i lived in manchester there used to be this little little pub 
we'll have to go there when we're, when we're there. Um, it wasn't so much a pub, it was an after-hours bar. It was like the Brick House. And all they would serve was cans of beer. And it was mostly an after-hours bar. And they were good. And you kind of had to know the guys to get in. And we got really in with them. We'd just basically show up pissed and be nice guys and drink lots of cans of beer. And they'd play basically the same three Stone Roses albums, the good ones, all the, over on loop. And we'd just like drink cans of beer and drink till all hours of the morning. But it was it was so amazing. It was just it was built in like a um, they where they had the tram tracks. They had like the tram brick arches. They like right. fill the in between the arches with like uh, it was it was in there. So um, yeah, it was cool. But anyway, that to me that Stone Roses like all over it. So yeah, that's yeah, cool. That's my experience with that genre. You should uh, make me a intro to Stone Roses. There's probably just one album that's to like be honest the with you. I, I need to get the Stone Roses uh, vinyl. And you know what else? I don't have Joy Division vinyl either. Which I don't I like Joy Division. Why that be? You know, some of the early stuff is good, but Twenty uh, Four Hour Party People. Have you watched that movie? No. So you need to watch it in advance of our Manchester trip next year, just okay. so that because it it talks about the rise of the Manchester music yeah. scene, but also the area where I lived. I lived in W Three, which was at the corner of like uh, right next to Oxford Road Station, which is literally around the corner from the hot the old hacienda, which was where it all went down. That movie and but it just spun off such great stuff with like Manchester. It's just a deadly uh, music city. So That'd be cool. We'll I'd like to that. learn a bit about it before we go. We're going to be there for a week, so it'll be pretty cool. we got a lot of time. So we'll yeah. go to various places, Britain's Protect, Britain's Protection, sorry, uh, and a bunch of other uh, great pubs. Um, Northern Quarter, we're going to ha- hammer around there, have a bit of fun. So that's awesome. Yeah, so that's yeah. it for our maiden news there, I guess. I, I would say that, that on the YouTube uh, semblant, I sent it back to you, what lies ahead popped up as soon as I watched those six, and the lead singer of that is smoking. <laughs> anyway, I, you put it on mute, you can really enjoy it. Um, so I guess next we're going to tee up, or we're going to bring in Luke. Right, in China. so Luke in China. So yeah. he did the art for our podcast, Yeah. like the cover art, I guess you call it. That's right. Luke's a buddy yeah. of ours for years. He's a big music fan. He's not like as probably single focused on Maiden as we are. Yeah, he loves he, metal. He loves metal. He loves a lot of stuff. And uh, he's an interesting character who's been living overseas. Now he's lived in, he's lived all over China in the last five, six years, but he comes back periodically for a year. So we're going to tee that up now. We'll bring Luke in uh, okay. in a moment. So and, I'm going to uh, pause this. This might be a painful process. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. <laughs> We're here now talking to Luke Callanan, the artist who drew the Talking Maiden cover art. Luke, how you doing? I'm doing good. How are you doing? What time is it over in China right now? It is uh, just after midnight, 12, 17 a.m. Sunday. Well, I guess now it's Monday morning, technically. So we uh, just poured up a, uh, a hallowed beer, and I hear you pouring something. What are you drinking? I am pouring up. It's a Belgian beer, a Belgian ale called Barista Chocolate Quad nice, by nice. Castile. It's 11% alcohol, very tasty. Is there a lot of selection of good beers over there? Oh, there's so many. We went to a place with over 2,000 bottled beers from all over the world. Do they use like rice in craft beer? Mm, no, I know a guy not in Shanghai, in Dalian, another city I lived in, which um, he was a craft brewer. He had like seven or eight or nine beers. They were not rice beers, so they were all uh, like wheat, wheat beers. Yeah, because they must import a lot of their hops and stuff. Um, yeah, some of it was from China, but I think most of his ingredients he brought in from other places, the, the hops and stuff and barley and all that. All right, so Luke, uh, thanks for joining us here today. It's uh, you know, it's it's Monday there, so you can tell us who won the football, but we won't get into that. Don't spoil the games. Um, yeah. The podcast art, uh, we've gotten some great feedback on that. People love it. Uh, we're certainly really excited 
Uh, what was kind of uh, what what drew you to it? What 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 really inspired you when you were doing it? Uh, well, I mean, we had the conversations. You gave me the your ideas and parameters and shape. You know, it had to be like the format, the basic things. Um, and then uh, I think we discussed a few like album covers to pull some ideas from. But I mean, the basic idea was it's Eddie taking over the podcast, ha- having killed both of you. <laughs> so uh, I think like the main kind of image that I drew from was uh, it's I think it's the number of the beast like album single cover. Yeah. With uh, Eddie, he's holding up the the devil's severed head, right? Yeah. So the sort of the general pose and that of Eddie and that is drawn from that. So use that as a photo reference, and then obviously your guys' faces, you know, to uh, put you into the picture. On that note, why did you make uh, Nesbitt so handsome and me so old? <laughs> <laughs> well, as I said in the email, you're dead. So <laughs> I'm dead. Yeah, that's right. Now we're really happy with the way it turned out. I got to say, the Eddie looks really good, and uh, there's you know it's kind of weird, uh, you know, saying hey look, a picture of us dead, but I, I think it's awesome. I think it's pretty cool. It turned out awesome. Actually, I used to draw all kinds of stuff like that when I was younger. Um, back in uh, the Windows ninety five days, I guess you know MS Paint, which I guess still exists. Um, I used to draw it with a mouse. It was like super painstaking and difficult, but uh, I drew like all these made up heavy metal bands, guys playing guitar. They looked a lot like Dimebag Daryl, and he's like crazy pointy guitars and stuff. And I draw the stage separately, and then each person, and like composite these pictures together. How did you? What did you use to draw this one? Oh, this one I've got a uh, Surface Book, Microsoft Surface Book, which basically has like a digitizer pen, pressure sensitivity, and all that. Uh, so you can write uh, or draw right on the screen, and it's kind of like my. I've wanted some setup like this for many, many years and finally got the technology. So I don't really do much pen and paper yeah. anymore. It's all uh, it's all digital. So I use a program called Sketchbook Pro. Okay. Well, it can turn out pretty cool. Yeah. What's your favorite Eddie? My favorite Eddie? Um, maybe Power Slave Eddie. I like the Egyptian look uh, or like the zombie, not zombie, the... Um, what do you call it? Mummy with all the right. bandages and stuff. It's kind of cool. That's very cool. And uh, I also really like the, uh, what is it? Fear of the Dark. The one where he's like a monster in a tree. Yeah, that is very cool. Yeah. Although I don't really think he looks too Eddie. It looks like a cool horror monster, but it doesn't really like scream Eddie to me. Yeah. Well, it's the first Eddie with the new artist. So it kind of was a bit of a departure, mm. I guess. Is there much, do you run into many metal fans over in China? How big is metal over there? I would say it's pretty niche. I mean, that's probably true of most markets, but some countries for sure, it's much more mainstream. But it's definitely kind of an, you know, underground, not as popular uh, thing in China. There's some metal shows here and there. Uh, we went to a couple here in Shanghai, but they're they're literally underground affairs, like this famous famous bar uh, venue. It's like downstairs underground. And there was some younger, like Chinese punkish metalish sort of bands um and then another show we went to it was mostly expat playing playing the music actually that one but it was uh it was cool it was a halloween show and they had uh there was a pantera tribute band so dude looked like time bag <laughs> and they had um one other metal band and then the other two were like one was nirvana and the other one was i think the pixies maybe or something like that cool so there's like scattered metal but uh right. it's definitely not like super popular so you don't see maiden shirts when you're walking down the street every day? 
I don't think I've no. I don't think I have seen a maiden shirt. Although you can buy them on Taobao, which is basically like the China's version of like Amazon or eBay or you know those kinds okay. of sites, uh, online shopping sites. You uh, actually, I just bought one today for like ten bucks. <laughs> is that legitimate? I mean, Bruce. Um, you know, we went over the counterfeiting in the last podcast. I mean, you know, you could get sued. <sighs> Um, some of them seem like they're based on price. Basically, you can you can guess whether or not it's actually licensed or if it's just a knockoff thing. This one is just like a simple cartoon sort of Eddie head with Iron Maiden. Uh, I don't really go in for like the super. I like the pictures, but like for wearing my own like T-shirt or hoodie or whatever, I don't really like the crazy, you know, bloody horror right. detailed Eddie stuff. I like you know simpler, just like my T-shirts, just Iron Maiden, black on red kind of thing. So Maiden played in China in 2016 for the first time mm. in Beijing. Yeah, did was that big news there? Did you hear about that? Uh, I was here at the time, but I did not hear about it. So I retroactively went and read about it, and then they went on and played another show in Shanghai. So they actually played two shows in April. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Because I heard they uh, the government was kind of like controlling over what they could do, like. In, they had to change the lyrics to Power Slave to tell me why I had to be a wicker man. And they couldn't wave the Union Jack on stage. Power Slave. And like Metallica wasn't allowed to play Master of Puppets there because it was too subversive. So I read into it a little bit after and I, I saw probably the same sources uh, that you saw where they yeah, they had those kind of dictates about what right. they could and couldn't do. And some of the changes they had to make. In the um, the Beijing Iron Maiden show... Uh, when they were doing Fear of the Dark, he sings, when the light begins to fade, sometimes I feel a little strange in Tiananmen Square after dark. Which is pretty cool substitute. I don't know if he was trying to be political. I mean, Tiananmen Square, you know, it's just a place and doesn't mean a lot to a lot of people, but, you know, we know what it could mean. So, interesting if he put that in, like, subtly because of all the rules and stuff they made, or... He's just like, oh, I know a place, and if I say that, people will, ah, and of course, everyone cheered, like, oh, Tiananmen Square, whoa. I'm pretty sure you're not allowed to sing about Tiananmen Square in China. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the Ministry of Culture wouldn't approve. He said, ni hao, Beijing, which is like, hi, Beijing, in Chinese. Well, I didn't hear the clip, but I, re I read that in a, like a concert review, a Chinese concert review of the show. And, uh, you know, everybody obviously cheered and clapped and Got a kick out of that, because he probably doesn't know anything else in Chinese. <laughs> Do you feel like metal would, is like frowned on by society there? More so than here? Um, I guess. I mean, I know some, some Chinese guys who are into metal and that, and uh, I don't think it's like banned. Well, it's definitely not banned or anything like that, right. but yeah, it's probably you know, less. Right. I read all these articles about like how they're cracking down in the last two years and like there's something called the 330 festival that got canceled and the strawberry festival which is like a big outdoor beijing festival and i think that got canceled and i read these articles mm. about how like the chinese government's starting to crack down on all the stuff but then i'm like is this really true or not so you live there so do you feel there's like well, not on metal, on? but there was, um, I just read last week, I think, in the Chinese media, the Ministry of Culture or one of these, you know, groups responsible for this stuff, like a government bureau office, they came out with like six dictates 
um, they always number things in China. It's like the six this and the three that. <laughs> so they had these six um, six, uh, six stipulations six, six, for, dis- the, <laughs> for the media. <laughs> yeah. About one of them was like banning hip hop culture was the main focus. So like there was a show kind of like um, um, like a music game show or like you know China's Got Talent kind of thing, where there was uh, some hip hop star dude, and then they after this came out they had to. Like kick him off the show basically and scramble to like f- find uh, a different artist to uh, to fill in because he was actually I think the most popular or one of the more popular ones on the show but uh, he didn't pass this this new rule where they have like hip hop culture was one thing people with tattoos bass culture or they had to like all these different things basically they were warning TV shows such as that one to not have on guests whether they're celebrities or whatever who were you know sponsoring or you know representative of those different types of um, elements of culture. So like, that kind of stuff definitely happens. I don't know. Familiar. I'm not familiar with like, the, the metal stuff or the other festivals that you mentioned specifically, but I mean, it doesn't surprise me to, to hear that. How much like Western music do you hear in the run of a day? Like if you turn on the radio there. Yeah. T-Swift. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like is the pop music and like, is there Bon Jovi on the radio there and stuff? The most like actual broadcast radio that I hear is when I'm probably like taking a cab. Otherwise, everyone just uses different streaming services and stuff, which is a bit different because then you can just kind of go and pick what you want to hear, right? Um, I've never heard much metal on broadcast radio. It's a lot of Chinese stuff I'd never heard before. Um, you know, it's like dancey or poppy or right. There's different genres also. They're um, like K-pop and J-pop, they're from Japan and Korea. And then there's like Canto Pop from the south of China, okay. which is really like boy bandy, girl bandy, sort of that kind of music. I think in general, like Chinese music is a lot softer than right. definitely like, you know, Scan- the Scandinavian metal did, scene. It's totally different. Did you see that documentary, Metal, A Headbanger's Journey? Uh, yeah, I did. He went around the world, right? Different right. Countries so when he was in China, he was talking, when he was in Ch- China, he was talking about this band called Tang Dynasty. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they sounded pretty cool from the clips they played. But uh, I think that was, like, in the 90s, so that's probably... I don't even know if they're still around anymore. But, like, are there any Chinese metal bands over there that you know of? Yeah, uh, there are a bunch. And I was on one of their, like, big... uh, Like, the SoundCloud, I guess, of China, or a very popular popular music streaming site, and started poking around. Uh, There's a bunch... A lot of them I wasn't really into, because, obviously, you know, there's lots lots of different subgenres of metal. And, you know, I don't love all of them. So especially like the more hardcore, screamy stuff wasn't really into. But there's a band called Ghost World or Narakam. Actually, we were in, um, where were we? Hangzhou, which is near Shanghai, at a hard rock cafe. And they had like this Dean Flying V up on the wall in the glass case. And it was like belonged to the uh, main guitarist guy from this band, Narakam. So I took a picture of it so that after I could go and, uh, and look him up. And they yeah. actually have a cover of Aces High on this on this web service. Cool. I'll send you the link after. You can you can put it up. Cool. I'll put a clip on after this. Yeah. And then another one I was more into. Do you know the band Nightwish? Heavy metal I've heard band of them. Yeah. No, I don't. Yeah, they're more like mm-hmm. melodic metal. Um, they've got like this operatic female singer. Yeah. Which I'm not crazy about her vocals. I mean, she sings really well, but um, it's not my favorite sound. Uh, but they reminded me a lot of them. It's more like. You know, very orchestral and melodic, and right. they, but it's cool because they have like some 
the mix of uh, traditional Chinese. There's uh, like a Chinese bamboo flute thing that they work in there. And I think something like the stringed instruments, like the two strings, sort of like the violin of China, basically, like the arhu or some of these other instruments based on that, combined with like the heavy metal, you know, Western sort of sound. That sounds cool. I'm going to try to find a clip and I'll probably uh, put it in this podcast. Yeah, I can send you one for that too. Sure. There's a couple of couple of cool uh, cool tunes so they're yeah they're more like um i mean they're not as super close to iron maiden but they're not like the really death death metal right. or hardcore yeah is there much magic there because chinese are so like precise with stuff like uh, their magic must be insane um i haven't really seen much professional magic there was a guy university he did like magic card tricks and stuff like you would see in you know anywhere really uh but a lot of like acrobatic stuff He's really All impressive right. for martial arts sort of performance, besides like singing and dancing and stuff. Yeah. So more of that, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Or like you know, mm-hmm. we'll take this factory in Wisconsin and poof, it appears in China. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> we'll edit that out. <laughs> or um, there was a train station built in like less than one, like less than a 24-hour period. So that's a pretty magic trick to make it appear. I think they used like 1,900 workers over the course of nine hours or something, a night shift, and they just like built this, I don't know how big a train station, like, you know, Grand Central, no, but it was, you know, like a functioning stop on a, a train line. Well, that's an amazing thing. When we were, um, you know, doing uh, analysis of like power plants in Europe, I mean, with the, with the you know, pre-feasibility and all that stuff and then site selection and then just the grid, working with the grid operators and all that stuff, you know, it's something like some plants you could get about in three or four or five years. Some plants were seven or eight years, depending on their scale and the fuel type. And in China, the whole process was like six months from start to it goes on the grid. And obviously that yeah. huge power demands and their, their networks are kind of building it up. But I mean, they, they actually, they just, and they run at really high efficiency. And a lot of it, they're known for bad coal, but their gas plants are really good, you know? So it was just amazing anyway. So interesting. Yeah. I mean, that's part of the, the culture. I think it's like they set to a task and I mean, the, the society and the structure of everything from the government to business and that works in that way that they make a decision and then, okay, we just like work until it's done. And then there's no like debate about it. I think we've hit the key thing. It's pretty late there, so we don't want to keep you too late. But we really appreciate you coming on and sharing the perspective from China. And uh, mm-hmm. love the cover art and really appreciated it. Yeah. Cool. There's a couple of things, actually. I mean, you always can nitpick your own stuff. But uh, I went back, and I'll probably like, do a version two and send you the high res. But uh, just a couple little tweaks to make. Oh, yeah? Uh, yeah, I mean, the, the pose I like, but you can make them a bit more aggressive looking. Just like a slight tilt of the head, legs a little bit wider. Yeah, a carpenter's house is never done. Yeah, exactly. Well, you gotta, you got to end it at some point, so otherwise you can just keep going back. Yeah, that's right. You keep keep circling back. But I think we're, uh, we're looking at maybe doing a t-shirt or some prints or something, and just we're certainly going to get our own put on our walls and, and enjoy it. So we really appreciate that, Luke. And cool. And we thank you so much for giving us a Chinese perspective on uh, on their <laughs> China's Got Talent and, and their metal scene and, and T-shirt industry and, and the legitimacy they're in. Wear your Iron Maiden shirt proudly. <laughs> Represent. I will. All right. Thanks, Luke. All right. My pleasure. Talk to you later. Yeah. yeah. That was our call with uh, Luke. And he actually sent me those three uh mp3s that he was talking about the, the uh, chinese bands the chinese metal what do you think of it um hold on now let me just uh okay so this is one of those bands he was talking about mr rain mm-hmm.
the vocals don't do it for me. And it's not because it's in Chinese. I don't like this. Uh, that's really symphonic metal. It's like, I don't know. Have you ever heard of Nightwish? <laughs> no. There's a Nightwish. There's a couple of bands. They're Dutch bands. And they have the vocals like that. It's another one of those things where it's like the top 10 hottest curled in metal. And like the lead singer of Nightwish is like super hot. So you see these clips of it. That's how I know them. Yeah. There's another one too. Uh, I wish I could remember what they're called. They're also Dutch. It they is a kind of very, a cool concept where you have yeah. this like it just doesn't do it for me. Yeah, on. but like the high pitched operatic yeah. thing, that's and kind of, it's, yeah. that was kind of ridiculous. Yeah, it, it was know? like power metal mixed with like symphonic metal. Yeah, but I like some power metal. You know, Dragon Force. Uh, yeah, yeah, and Halloween, Man of War, that kind of stuff. But uh, no, no, it's kind of neat. It's different. <laughs> There's a lot of talent there. It's, it's just it. The, I don't know. <laughs> well, it's something. It's, right. a, it's a, <laughs> not a genre that I would do. Frame comment. So this is the other one. Remember he said he saw this band called Narakam? Yes. So this is that band. I had to shut that off. I can't. I can't handle that kind of yeah. vocals. And there's a lot of that like death growl vocals. Yeah. It sounds like Cookie Monster singing heavy metal. Okay, so that that's a that's the cover. As you as that's you the mentioned. cover, and that's yeah. that band that he said he saw. Yeah. So when you first started playing that, yeah, uh, first started, I was like, wait now, that's Aces High. Like, yeah. I thought it was their own music, and I was like, look, the Chinese can rip off our software <laughs> systems. They can rip off all of our defense stuff. They can study everything. <laughs> not, we our maiden, not our maiden, not our maiden, damn it. But uh, I was like, oh, this, this is pretty, pretty good. And I was listening. Yeah. And then I was like, the vocals came in. I was like, you ruined it. I know. Not only that, like everything else was to me softer and weaker. And then the, metal, yeah, but I don't the mind vocals that. were so over. Yeah, I don't mind it when, like, I like it. I, yeah. I don't want people to do a note for it's note like clone. If you're doing a cover of a song, put yeah. your own spin on it, right? Which is fine. I get it. But uh, that, those vocals, man, they're a deal breaker for me. I can't do it. I just can't. Yeah, I don't like those vocals. I don't like anything about that at all. So this is another band. This is called Nine Treasures. Mongolian metal, I think. And, I mean, it's unique like and it's its own things. thing. And yeah. I think it's a lot of traditional, like, Chinese instruments in there and stuff. So, anyway. That's three songs that Luke sent us to, like, show us what, like, Chinese metal is about. But yeah. I'm glad. That's what, that's what we he... We don't have to listen to Chinese metal. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's not very good. That's not... The Chinese are good at a lot of things. Yeah. That's but not one of them. Metal's pretty new over there, so... Yeah, that's some true. Time. So, yeah, anyway. That last one was kind of unique, at least. 
Uh, <laughs> the only funny thing I'll say about that last track is when I tried to play it on my computer, the MP3, yeah. you know how the, uh, the tags come up? Yeah. So the band name and the track name were all in Chinese characters. So I cut the Chinese characters of the track name out and put it into Google Translate. Translate yeah. And it came out and it said nine foot copper mouth. Nine foot copper mouth? Yeah. Nine I don't know. Foot copper I don't know if that mouth. didn't translate right or if it's well, some it's kind of better. figure of speech that I missed out on. It's a better name than sh- shapes with a V. <laughs> I agree. Shivapes. Shivpas. Shivpas. Yeah. So, so no, that was great. Good take on metal. I guess metal is, is in its infancy yeah. in China, which is a huge opportunity yeah. because they seem to devour everything West. Have you seen that global metal documentary that no, Sam haven't. Dunn did? You know the Flight 666 documentary? Yes, it's the same guy that did that. Okay. Did that. And he just goes from all around just uh, in metal. doing metal from all around. No, that's a good idea. It's a really cool like, documentary. Where do you think metal is most popular? My, my gut reaction oh my God, it's like, uh, is South America and Eastern Europe. And my two gut reactions. Most popular. popular. Well, maybe the most fanatical, but I think like, like if you're talking about yeah. the most metal bands. I think yeah. like Eastern Europe for some reason. Maybe, you know, also we, sometimes we... Oh, yeah, well, all that black yeah. metal and stuff comes from all those Scandinavian countries. Scandinavian countries, I would say, like, per capita, there's probably, like, a hundred times as many, like, metal bands over there. <laughs> anyway, so uh, that was... Uh... An interesting journey on uh, <laughs> Chinese Maiden. So we covered some news. We covered... Uh, we looked at some of the... We dug into some of the offspring, the right. heirs to the to the Maiden kingdom, the children, some of the stuff right. that they're doing, none of which really blows away, but, you know... Fair enough. Yeah. Next week we're gonna do an episode all on Yannick. Yeah. So, Dude, so wait now, did you say Bruce had no Steve Harris had six children? Yeah. Oh damn! I was like, imagine if one of them had the seventh son. Well, <laughs> oh, that'd yeah, be amazing, be awesome. right? Like, yeah. they become the best. <laughs> um, but anyway, and then we teed up uh, and we we talked to Luke, and that was our first ever interview. Right. So we have a couple right. more Skype calls planned. Uh, yeah. One of our buddies that lives in another part of Canada has a couple yeah. of funny maiden stories. West. Yeah, Banger's going to come on. Yeah. We're going to do, and we teed it up earlier, we're yeah, going to do Yeah, the Maiden Canada guys. Yeah, Maiden Canada, yeah. yeah. And uh, get them on as well. They'll probably be next, and yeah. then uh, we'll do Banger. And then in a few podcasts, I think the next album we're going to do is Power Slave. Power Slave. Because we kind of, not on purpose, but we ended up doing like A Matter of Life and Death, Dance yeah. of Death. We yeah. kind of like started doing a bunch of newer albums, but we want to do some classics. Yeah. Power Slave, now we have to really dig into a classic. Yeah. So that's going to be a great one for yeah. clips. I really want to get into it because I don't want us just to sit here and be like, that sounds awesome, 10 out of 10. Uh, 10 that song 10. is also awesome, 10 out of 10. No. You know that, I mean? Hey, man, there's weak spots in Power Slave. Is not there, many, though? Not many, damn it. I was trying to, <laughs> we'll see. I was <laughs> trying to create some intrigue. We'll, we'll uh, be like, we have to think of three negatives about Power well, Slave. Well, I'm going to force yeah, ourselves. It's, it's, it's not a double album. <laughs> <laughs> it's too short. It's too short. It's too short. All right, perfect. Okay, so that's, uh, that's it for this episode. Until next episode, Yannick. Uh, talkingmaiden.com. I almost forgot to plug the <laughs> yeah, talkingmaiden.com. Right